0: Hello everyone and welcome to the 8th episode of Digital Business Disruptors brought to you by Digital Savages with your host Amir Sabirovich. Today we're going to focus on photonics for business. In the conversation with three professionals from the field we're going to demystify photonics and distinguish hype from reality. Welcome everybody to the 8th episode of Digital Business Disruptors. This time we're focusing on Photonics for Business. And before we dive into the depth, I'm Amir Sobirovich and I'm just going to host. These three gentlemen are going to tell us all ins and outs about Photonics. So guys, before uh, we dive into the details, can you introduce yourself, starting with Carlos, Paul and ending with Elaine? Thank you, Amir. Uh,
1: my name is Carlos Lee. Uh, you can try to guess what my name is, but you know, we're not going to go around the, the table. So, my father is from Singapore. I'm born in Spain. So, that's the Carlos that Lee's from Singapore. But I live in Belgium. Uh, I live in Brussels. Uh, I'm uh, the head of EPIC. EPIC is a European organization. So, actually, we're location independent. I just happen to live in Brussels, but we represent uh, more than 700 members worldwide. We're the largest photonics industry association in the world, covering members in 33 countries. We care about the competitiveness of the European photonics industry. Personally, my background is 16 years in the semiconductor industry. I worked at SEMI, the Semiconductor Equipment and Materials Association, and I've been with EPIC for the last uh, nine years. Thank you, Carlos.
2: <laughs> yes, Carlos. Yeah, my name is Paul van Dijk. I'm with Lyonics International in Enschede. Uh, I live in Tilburg and my background is I'm a physicist by education a PhD in the material science and the nuclear physics. <laughs> uh i was a uh, product manager at asml and in uh, asml become became epic member in uh, 2005. <laughs> so i met at the time uh, i met the epic in grenoble uh, tom Piersol uh, at the time uh, leading uh, uh, university uh, european photonics industry consortium and um Since uh, 2010, I'm based in Amsterdam, working in integrated photonics, doing uh, business development, uh, strategy, and innovation uh, with uh, LIONICS International. So, working on. Integrated photonic circuits uh, that do a photonic solutions. Thanks,
3: Paul. Yes, I think it's my turn. <laughs> um, Alain Lou, I'm based in the Netherlands. I have originally a computer science background and technology management. I did later on an MBA. Long career in the in the computer ICT industry. And since 2008, I am involved in in hardware related startups. And since 2014, general partner in Cottonwood Technology Funds. We are an early stage venture capital firm. We focus on Northern Europe and Southwest US, and we invest in companies uh, pre-revenue, pre-customer, pre-products. Our best uh, performing startup was a Photonics company in the US 2010. And those guys had only a pitch deck. So we always make the joke in marketing your four P, uh, the four P's, product, place, price, and uh, uh, promotion. We also have the four P's, and that means two PhDs, a pitch deck, and a patent. That's where we can start investing. Uh, typically, we invest one to two million in the first round. And from that side, we are venture builders. Guys, Photonics has been around for roughly... Uh, uh, or known to me for over
0: a decade. And it goes far, far uh, uh, back to that. And the science of generating and controlling detecting light is the future. It's used in quantum computing. Um, However, it seems that the world actually just is getting to know it. Or I mean, other than fiber optics, we don't see or the common people don't see the application that often. How do you feel about it? Is is something, if you you say photonic, out of the photonic uh, realm of known companies and uh, people that use it, is this something that resonates? at the general public? No,
1: I think I always take the taxi driver as the example of general population. You enter a taxi in a city and you say, have you heard of photonics? I People have not heard of photonics, but if you talk to uh, somebody and you say the epilaser, you know to remove the hair, they know about that. Uh, laser tattoo removal. They've heard about that. Solar panels. LED. They, I don't know that people understand what LED the acronym is. They have heard of LED. If you like cars, Lidar, you may have heard about it. So you can name a lot of for these applications. Lasers, you know, for the eye, for the cataract. I think so. a lot of the people will have heard of these applications. You put all of them together and say, like, tell me one technology which is above all of that. And people will, come, will not come to that. Um, so they know the applications, but they don't know the words around it. This is why I'm so adamant on promoting the word photonics i was in the semiconductor industry and how is that little chip called in in the computers is it an ic a microchip a semiconductor what is it called and so i think we it it would help for our community that people understand oh this is electronics is
0: electrons oh photonics is photons i know some applications it would be helpful if people knew it better it's um when you, when you look at it, the applications are vary throughout different market segments, uh, and you just named dozen. But actually, the all surrounding and the value of photonics in all of those applications and solutions is actually not known to the world. So, so when you look at it from that perspective, what does, according to you guys, what does photonic mean for business?
2: Oh, well, if I can make an example. I mean, you, you, we, as Carlos said, you have the most common known things. Like five, 50 years ago, we discovered that you can do five. Uh, uh, fiber and communication with light through the fiber. Uh, so so that was known by then. So communications took off as one example in photonics. The other one is, of course, uh, sensors. Uh, so the sensors, as mentioned in lidar, but but so 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 those two pillars, I would say, are are the base uh, the, 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 the basis of uh, of that and communication you can then also do in signal processing, uh, which we, which which we do uh, on the chip. Uh, computing and what you mentioned earlier, indeed, the quantum computing. Uh, so, communication and sensing; those are the, the the main pillars, I think. And from that, you can make all kinds of examples, as uh, looking at colors, uh, sensors for color recognition, infrared sensors, Im- image sensors. In itself, a uh, whole spectrum of uh, of of sensors and applications.
3: Yeah, correctly. The applications are huge, I think, but it's more like uh, it's a technology uh, push, I think, because you can wait if the market is asking for something, but they don't know it's existing or it's possible with the new uh, photonics technologies. So in the main cases, you first have to build a kind of a prototype or a product and then show to the market and then probably the interest starts and and even that can take lots of years because people even can't believe that it that it works or it's possible and you also have to compete with the old industry and there is a lot, of, a lot of benefits but before you have convinced the market it will take a lot of time and so it's it's yet currently driven by technology push even pr- probably things are already um, possible for 10 years ago but it's still Slowing, slowing, moving forward. Uh, but in the end, I think in 10 years from now, we'll, we'll, we'll like massive uh, push of photonics uh, stuff in, in all applications uh, everywhere. So even as consumers, probably then we know also as a consumer what photonics really is, what's the real difference and what are the real benefits, et cetera.
1: I think it's important for the people to know what is photonics because you know if you've got children, there are great careers. We have 1,000, our members, they have 1,200 open jobs uh, purely on photonics. Uh, so there are a lot of career opportunities. I think it's investing in the future. I think governments should care about uh, photonics because it helps for uh, digital sovereignty. You know, a lot of quantum encryption relies on photonics for military applications. A lot of photonics is used like uh, laser-guided missiles. Uh, so in the brackets, um, I think it is shameful that we as the industry need to lobby governments and tell them and insist and push and lobby, really the word lobby, uh, on securing this uh, technology. I think uh, I, resp- I expect my governments to take care of us and our continent and that they should come us, to us and tell us, listen, your technology is critical. That's just a little bracket since we're going live over here. Uh, for the companies, I think they have to remain abreast of innovation uh, of what is what is the next thing over there. And if you just take lasers for cutting metal, you know, being able to cut eight. Centimeters of metal, 3D prototyping, cutting with such a level of precision, knowing what is ahead is is important. But I think indeed the challenge is that you're mixing communities who do not know each other. When I was at semi 10 years ago, it was mixing the electronics guys with the brain guys. You know, you are able to capture the waves and to control your wheelchair with the brain. So you're mixing two communities that don't talk to each other don't meet and uh, and who, who don't understand each other's problems. So one doesn't know what the technology could enable. The other one doesn't know what each other's problems. This is why a lot of our EPIC online technology meetings, so EPIC is the photonics industry, but we have also the users and the integrators. I think the challenge is, is to bring these communities together that the, the users know what... Wow! I didn't know that you guys could do this and to have the technology supplies, well, I didn't know you would be interested into that. And so we have to bring these communities together. Yeah.
0: We immediately have a question from uh, from uh, our attendees. And um, the question is, do you see photonic computing as a potential disrupting technology that could work together or enhance with existing computing technologies? I, I would add before, because you're the field expert, but I read an amazing article. And I was like, yeah. Um, I read that uh, there was a photonic-based motherboard, including CPU developed, which ensured 9% more sustainable energy uh, efficient motherboard while improving the computational power 10X. I mean, I can only imagine what that does with our devices and on-device possible computational power. But please, uh, regarding the question of Konstantinos.
1: I'll give it to Paul to answer the technology because I know that he can answer that question. I'll just make the generic comment that I think that photonics is following. So electronics started like 50, 60 years ago. And I think electronics, I would say it's it always has a 20 years delay, I would say. So we're not at the big, massive IBM computer. We're probably at the big desktop. But the iPhone of photonics has not is not there yet at all. We really, I think, we're at the beginning of it. You know, when you started 20 years ago, you're kind of happy because it may be the end of your career. But as an outsider, I think we're just at the beginning of it. So we will be seeing extraordinary things that uh, photonics will be enabling. I'm sure Paul can answer more
3: specifically that question.
2: Well, you see uh, the, the bigger companies like IBM have neuromorphic computers that, but you don't, You should not uh, uh, say that photonics is copying electronics. So it is always different and it will always be at something else. And you, you, it's, it's not that we are competing with electronics. We need one another and we are more, or less complementary in a way. So you will have another type of computer and it will be based on photonics, but it will not be exactly a copy of what we know from the electronic world. So uh, the quantum uh, computer or the 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 the, 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 uh, the 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 quantum activity that we have currently running in, in, in the Netherlands has also different types of e- e- even quantum solutions also based on photonics, but those are all different. So they go for the same solution, but eventually it's a different type of combined technology
3: yeah i think and I, I agree so in the end you will have different applications besides each other but indeed uh, photonics is real disruptive and we can expect the coming 10 years lots of new inventions based on photonics based components so
0: and and, and when you look at it um sorry carlos uh, uh when when you look at it um what can we do with photonics? what wasn't possible previously what is the biggest game changer
1: 3d printing i think that's uh, you've got uh, you've got many many technologies on on, on, on on many technologies for 3d printing but one of them includes that i think that's a big change you know in the private life it's gps in the private life that's the one <laughs> because the phone you know i could just call the secretary and she could call the other one but you know when i drive around the gps has really changed for me that's a that's the biggest one that i that has changed my life with 3d printing being able to make a prototype you know so you're designing a car you have a little you know for the air blowing or whatever you you just print that prototype and and test it i think uh, that is i think one one example of uh, of what is uh, on the manufacturing side On the human side, I think uh, there is uh, L'Institut de la Vision in Paris. I was very impressed when you could see this blind person. And of course you could argue what is the the, the photonics camera part with uh, the brain and the connection with the eye, you know, but but nonetheless, it's extremely impressive when you see a blind person. There are many kinds of blindness that are going to that. But when you see somebody who is blind and now he's watching a big letter, you know, it was a big letter about this size, you know, black on a white wall, but he could read that and again, Give it time, but he will be able to see it smaller and with colors. But a blind person he could not see, he can see. And with cancerous tumor cells, the same thing right now when they cut in the brain, you know, they have no clue. They have to take a little bit. Is the cancer of the brain and they have to analyze it. They're operating in, in the dark. They don't know what is cancerous, what is not cancerous. Wouldn't it be fantastic to be able to switch on the light and with photonics to be able to see what cells are cancerous or not? Which part do I have to cut or not cut? We're talking about the brain. You don't have to cut more than you have to. So I think that there have been examples where I really... It's not, this is why I changed also from semiconductors. Always the wafers bigger and the lines a little bit smaller. I'm not the thick guy, so I just find it boring at some point. But in photonics, you really see some things that were just not possible before. It's like seeing behind the painting. Have you seen these artworks from the painters, you know? And you can see you the painting, you can see the painting behind that. I think this is magic. I mean, this is, this is a, it's magical. <laughs> I'll give another magical example. I love that one it, because I thought it was magic. Uh, it's a bolometer. I go and visit the CA Tech in France. It's a research organizer. I have a bolometer. Basically, it looks at the temperature. So you've got this camera. I see myself in black and white and it just looks at the temperature. I touch with my finger my thigh, but I, I don't even rub. I really just touch a little bit. Huh? Just, uh, you know, I just touch a little bit. For five seconds, you could see in this camera the, the temperature. Different. So I can do a magic. Do I touch one finger, two or four? You know, it's for military applications. If a car drives away, you will see that heat on the floor, you know, military for a while. It's magical. That's the kind of things you could do with photonics.
3: I think for for me, it's more like horizontal. I think Uh, you have, of course, all the applications on the one hand. But I think in general, the main differentiator is speed and energy consumption and probably also size and uh, that makes a real difference and makes a lot of new gives some new opportunities in general so for me it's more over like horizontal uh, horizontal speed energy consumption and 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 the size of, of chips etc so
2: Yes, yeah, so that, that that is the common the common driver in in fact to, to further integration of photonics, yeah? so size, weight, and power consumption, and eventually also cost. So the so the swap C as we name it in space, uh, that is that is very important, and also having integration on on the single chip, so you save uh, assembly steps uh, later on in the process, and uh, that that that's, that gives you a cost benefit. So so integration and and, and swap C, and yeah to come back to other. Examples, I mean look at what happened to Kodak uh, going from film to to CCD so that is look at what happened to the tungsten light bulb with uh, vacuum technology moving to LEDs. so there's a lot of disruptions that we've already seen it's only to recognize yes it really went to to a chip based uh, solution rather than to uh, a, a bigger sizable uh, solutions and there's other Challenges then that that occur. I mean, in 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 LED manufacturing, but also LED operation, uh, the difference between a light bulb is just the the amount of heat that you have to have to get rid of somewhere, and it's not radiating like it was in a light bulb. It's getting into the socket, so. This is one of another problem uh, that had to be solved. So I think just, since this
1: is, I would consider this meeting more for the general public. I think uh, as for the said, all the digi- all the societal challenges that can be handled with photonics. And because you talked about the heat, there is. Uh, I read an article recently. I didn't read the article; I just saw the title, so I was a bit lazy. But it was about a shortage of water in Amsterdam because the data centers are pumping so much water for cooling and silicon photonics or photonic integrated chips in general. Uh, since we have lionics on the call, so photonic integrated in general uh, consume much <laughs> less power. So there you have an issue with water. Uh, so I think it is nice indeed to, to, to look at it, not necessarily, I know this is about businesses, but to look at it from societal challenges. You know, if you look for agriculture applications, medical applications, photonics plays also is really revolutionizing many of those aspects.
0: Well, here is an added question. And I think if we would apply this, all of us then, all four of us would be sitting in the same room while sitting somewhere else. Now it's digital. But uh, we have a a question from uh, Rasim. He's asking, is photonics a major part of hologram technology?
1: You could you could argue while well, I give Paul some time to think. I see his, his eyes is like, he's looking top left means he's thinking. <laughs> I give you some time. I, I think uh, obviously holograms is is photonics because it has to do with imaging. So I, I, lo- I like to use the photonics and you capture light, you emit light, you modify light, and uh, you you I forgot the fourth one, uh, but it's like you take the phone. I always give this example. This screen and this is where I go with the, with what Paul said before with electronics and photonics coming together. <clears throat> Companies like Intel, SD Microelectronics, becoming member of, of EPICA Photonics Association. But the display, it emits light. Is it electronics or photonics? The pixels shooting 60,000 lasers to my face to wow. recognize it. What is it? Electronics, photonics. The camera capturing the light. The optics from Leica modifying the light. What is it? And I say, the answer, it's just, well, first, why do you care how you call it? But the answer is really on what you studied. But it's kind of the same. You know, it, it's uh, you may want to put a name onto it, but it's just a high-tech.
0: But it's interesting because previously you said it's very important because of the photonics industry that people understand what the value is photonics in the broad scale and horizontal, because then they could actually go and fill out one of those 1200 open positions, but they're not known because it's not that obvious. The, the
3: mix between electronics and photonics and why it's important for the current industry. Yeah, I think as soon as there is a kind of a killer application, but probably the killer application is first in the data centers. They're burning down so much energy consumption, is like crazy. And indeed, in newspapers in Netherlands already about uh, the water consumption is like crazy. But some photonics companies are already doing well and have the first products ready entering into the data center markets reduce down uh, the heat and also uh, the cost, but also reduce the energy consumption as well. But that's for normal consumers, more like hidden. So the real killer application is as we, as kind of private people really feel the difference between, okay, the old world and the new photonics world. And that will probably take some time, but that's uh, just a matter of time. And when you look at it, Alain, is it hard for businesses
0: to see the application? So uh, do they understand how Photonics
3: can deliver value to their business? No, mostly not. But but most customers don't care about if it's Photonics or whatever technology is banned. They just want to have a, a solution or a better solution or a cheaper solution or, or or they just buy the functionality, you know? So it's the same. But B2B? You... Yeah, B2B, more most... People don't care if it's photonics, yes or no, if it's better or cheaper or or faster or less energy consumption, then they get interested. They don't care about the real technology behind it. Same Uh, if you buy a new Ferrari, who cares how the house power consumption is getting there? You You don't know the real details behind it but at least you have to show a difference and say hey this is the real benefits and then then yeah b2b customers can in, interested but if you just say oh it's photonics based then no one cares you know probably it will in the end it will say oh probably then this the euf hey, main differences but in the end it's just about people buying functionalities but to
1: answer the question of uh, of hasim anyway because a hologram, hologram technology is photonics i would say yes we've got 10 members at epic you know who are dealing with holograms and holography so yes it is photonics um i i there is a job which i think is fantastic but i see very rarely in companies and uh very rarely, is is the guy who is a technology scout, the guy who is just going around exhibitions and conferences. I I like to imagine this guy who's been in the company for 40 years, 30 years. He knows the company very well. You know, it's his last years, you know, and he's just going around to all kind of different conferences and stuff and say, like, that sounds interesting. I'll give this to this guy. I'll give this to this guy. I'll give that to this guy. But people seem to be so busy in the day-to-day job that how do you get out of your You know, you go to the same shows, the same conference. How do you go to something else? and be inspired i give you an example we have a company and he is he's a technology scout in fact but it is a bigger size company you know sometimes the very big companies could afford such a luxury position it's not a, it's not a luxury position it looks like it but i think it's a fundamental position but so he's looking for a leader solution for automotive and you know when you want to look uh, it's it's so when you know obviously in california that's going to be easy self driving sunny weather you know fantastic you know try it in 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 scotland you know in the winter or try it in india you know well, See how autonomous cars do anyway when you want to see through bad bad weather so this gentleman go for automotive you know and automotive comes to a military event you know which again it takes time to go there but we organize he knows epic we organize a military event he goes like listen, when you helicopters, when you fly off, you've got all of this dust and all of this, you know, and the rain maybe. How do you use LIDAR technology for that? And so he finds it's not even a company, it's a university that does not yet have the technology, the the product there, but he goes like, you know what, we're going to help you develop this prototype and this for the automotive industry, and with that, you can then go and sell it for any other sector that you want. And that's a fantastic win-win. Now you've got this European company who finds a solution from another sector, learning leveraging the knowledge from that sector at the same time giving the spin-off of course uh, also the opportunity to explore that but how do we find out from other sectors what they are using give you another example cancer and then you've got these guys they look at the stars you know it seems so far away but in terms of optics and lenses astronomy and medical you know, at the technology level, there is a correlation. How do we bring these communities together and learn from each other? So the way that we do it, by the way, is that we do not create blocks at Epic. You know, I don't want to create the silos and these communities. We like to be photonics. We try, we like to mix the people and at the technology base, because you, you you understand the fundamental technology, you can still talk to each other and go like, hmm, interesting how you guys are using that.
2: If yes, I can make a comment on that, Carlos, because I like the example of LiDAR, because if you look at automotive that Alain was also saying, you know, the mode of you just you just worry about that you don't crash into the wall, and you have a sensor that that works in whatever kind of direction, or maybe also a camera, or is it a radar base, or is it sonar base? Which means that if you are looking at lidar by by your through your company interest, you also have to understand what the other technologies can bring, and you have to understand what what the differentiator lidar can bring, and also solve all this all the technical uh, stuff. So, which means you have to. To know what the benefits of your customer's customer are. And that translates exactly with Alain. What is, what, what are you selling? You're not selling your technology. You're selling a solution and you have to understand it all the way through the ecosystem to the, to the end user and then come back and uh, provide the right technology and maybe that is not the lidar maybe that is just a radar
0: yeah but isn't this a the approach so when 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 companies want to use a certain technology etc or you want to sell them a solution they're always saying well what is my return on investment so can you make a conclusive business case out of this for me is this also the case when applying photonics especially in maybe an industry that is not so much advanced but they can actually
3: benefit a lot while applying it, yeah, I think if there is if there are benefits, there is always a business case. That not 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 the point. The only thing is it will take lots of times. For example, in automotive industry, if you have a new component which switch perfect, it's not uh, likely to happen that you are in two years into into the complete supply chain and getting into the car. So mostly they have platforms. It will take at least eight years probably, and if you're lucky, five or six years. But eight years is more likely than two years. So you have to. uh, at least be aware that it will take a long, long, long time before you get to the point that people are really willing to integrate it. And uh, uh, of course, all the industries are speeding up a little bit. So it was not like in the past that you really had to wait 10 years. Uh, But you have to be aware that all, you have long, long, long sales cycles, even if your component is already, already perfect already over there. And also, uh, people want to know, okay, is it performing only in a lab or on on, uh, on, 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 on small scale? Uh, how does it work? Is there any maintenance? What happens if it's raining in the car or what happens in different circumstances or temperatures? People always are afraid for new technologies, so they want to be sure that it's tested in every different circumstances. And in the end, if they're convinced, then you think you can sell, then you want to know, okay, can you deliver enough components per month? And is there enough production capacity, etc.? So then they want to see and show that you can really deliver on, on, on large-scale volumes as well. So even that you have different hurdles. And of course, in the end, uh, for, for Photonics, you, you can make every hurdle, but it's a long journey to get to the to the endpoints.
2: And do you find the right customer that wants to pay for that? That's then the other question or do you have to find Investors to to pay up front, and this is one of the reasons that we started to to to, to become a vertical integrated uh, uh, company to make whole modules instead of only the photonic integrated circuits. Because with this this PIC itself, uh, you 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 need controlling electronics, you need a, a, a packaging around it, you need some type of interface to the to to the other world to integrate it in a whole solution. So. Uh, Yes, there's more than only the photonics itself.
0: So you have to have end-to-end delivery. You cannot only place one component and sell it. Actually, it has to be a package solution that customer can Experience or or, or, may or,
2: or, or or supply to a an OEM and show that you have that module that can go into his system. So you need to be a system architect yes. in a way.
1: Yeah, I think you cannot push your technology.
2: You know, you're going to be wasting a
1: lot of time. Uh, you know, the customer is going to know. Who he yeah, he knows. he will find out what all the options are in there. I think it's really important. And we have this a lot in photonics. Again, it's a key enabling technology. You know, when you've got a television, well, I think the only thing you can do with a television is to watch the television. A solar panel you can do is, is just, can you, that's all you can do. Uh, we have a lot of members who make lasers and it could be used for a lot of things. And I think it's important to talk with with, with enough customer potential markets to find out what is the right thing for them. Because just to, to try to push it down their throat, you know, it's not gonna work. You will lose a lot of time. And it's finding what is, You know, very often in the beginning, very often in the beginning, the performance is good at photonics. It can do stuff that others cannot do. You know, they wrote a PhD, very often it's a spin-off, but it's the price or the size, or you cannot manufacture it at large scale. That is very often the issue. So, what are the markets which are ready for what you have now? And, and, Uh, Of course, companies keep their technology roadmap private. In semiconductor, I'm used to have a a roadmap for the semiconductor industry. You know, but uh, I I do hope that all of the companies have. Listen, we're going to target this market now because this is what they are willing to pay for. And it could be the space industry, could be defense industry. And you know, as the volume picks up, then we can see other markets opening it up. But it's like it's like cash flow. You you budget. You can always play a bit around, but you can't bullshit the cash flow. You know, and you can't bullshit the customer. You know, so so just read he spend time what he wants. When I when I present presentations to, to beginner entrepreneurs, I told them the best thing you can do if you don't have much money when you start is invite the customer for a sandwich, you know? That's the best thing you can do. You've only got $10, invite him for a sandwich and listen to the customer. What is it that he's, what is his pain point? What is he trying to tackle? Where does he want to go? And do you somehow fit in that solution?
0: But uh, Carlos, if I understand you correctly, then photonics can be seen as general purpose technology. I will, I've i never used the general purpose, but we always use it a
1: key enabling pervasive technology. So if you take a photonics company, most of our members, they will serve many markets and maybe Lyonics can give an example of what are the different markets that they serve and they enable something else. If you buy the stuff from Blyonics. You can do it. You come back home. You give this to your wife it's like do you something. You know she's not gonna get excited. You know, <laughs> uh, tell her it's an earring or something. You know, but it can it, it it enables something else by a huge leverage factor, and it can probably serve many many markets. Paul, can you confirm that? In how many different in what kind of markets do we find the the Lionics products? For instance,
2: well, for example, we have we have a sister company Surfix, who is making detection systems for uh, for for cancer diagnostics uh, on a chip. So. You use light to absorb to the molecule, or to to look at fluorescence, or to whatever in, in interaction light interaction you have on a chip, on the, with uh, using only a very small volume. And uh, you can do it very fast. So that is that is a bio biosensor application. Of course, we are in communication in uh, signal processing. Uh, Quicks is uh, the uh, the quantum company here in Enschede, who uses uh, a matrix of, uh, of of interference of uh, of uh, entangled photons. So yes indeed it's very 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 broad uh, and it's for us to to understand the 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 the, the, request of the customer and to, to provide the right technology so
3: yes very. Yeah, and the challenge is always you have no idea which application comes first so it's yes. it's un, un impossible to predict which one is really interested so yeah
2: yeah, for example to come back to the, the the question of holograms, you can project a light a light segment somewhere in the in the, in the area, but you can also directly project it into your eye. So so that's the augmented reality, virtual reality. Solution. So then you can project it in different ways into your eye. Then you can project different colors, different. So there's already a suite of uh, technical challenges there to to do it right. The only thing that matters is the is the experience of the uh, of the viewer.
0: And when you look at it, uh, we have a question from Sasha. Uh, he says, uh, "Which company is the biggest player in the U? and US in photonic business which of the 700 I have to something so first first is, what is a photonics
1: company? And I have thought about that a lot. What is a photonics company? Because we're going to be launching a photonics index. So it's on the stock market. We'll be launching a compilation of 70 photonics companies. And there comes the question, what is photonics? Basically, it's two-thirds of the revenue have to come from a photonics technology. As Photonics, as I described it before, and it's not an end product. Like as I said, it's not a TV. It's not a solar panel. And so if you look... If you look at this is a a sample but you take asml again it's it's arguable and you can argue if it's a photonics company or not we classified as yes because on the two one hand they help the, the technology they're using is, you know, they use lasers, you know, and the optics is a core part of that. And the application of, of, of the lithography machines itself goes to many applications, which is for photonics. Uh, Corning is a company that makes uh, optic uh, fibers. Um, and so here, this is the biggest ones. This is sorted by the the, the free float market capitalization. So it's, there's a correlation between the market capitalization and the revenue and things like that. Mm, the other definition of a photonics company is. Company that exhibits at Laser World of Photonics. Listen, Laser World of Photonics is the largest photonics show in the world. If you exhibit there, probably you are a photonics player. It doesn't mean that you're not there, that, that you're not, you know, but Osham would be there. 2.6. 2.6 is a conglomerate of so many different companies. MKS is, is also a company there. Lumentum are, are bigger ones. But the European ones, a lot of these are. ASML, there you go, it's a Dutch one. <laughs> um, a, a lot of, of photonics still comes from uh, the, the, the telecom industry, and that is a lot in the US, and a lot comes from the semiconductor industry. So companies like MKS, I know them as a, as a semiconductor manufacturing company. IPG is uh, is Russian-American, uh, Hans lays is Chinese, Hamamatsu is Korean, Horiba is Korean. Uh, you've got kind of a mixture. I would say that uh, Yenoptic Optic is a medium, a big, medium-sized company, you know, one or three thousand employees. Yenoptic you know, put on the bigger ones, coherent American ones. But yes, I unfortunately not so many are no some not so many of the big guys are European. Um I think it's mainly for historical reasons. And I think it's gonna be hard. In today's environment to create a big new company like ASML, how do you start today a company that in 5, 10 or 20 years has 10,000 employees? These companies of 10,000 employees exist today, you know, and I'm not talking software, but manufacturing equipment or components. How do you today start a company that will have 10,000 people with most of it in Europe? I think that's one of the challenges for European competitiveness. I believe. I can,
2: I, I, I can make a comment here, uh, Carlos, and uh, what we—I mean—we are in photonics and seeing photonics as being a chip-based. Yeah? So we all know uh, uh, the, the the prism. Uh, which is which is a discrete uh, optical element, and uh, we do planar photonics, so so photonics on a chip, and this this is what you see is also uh, the movement of uh, of optics based solutions like uh, yeah, a difficult one the michelson interferometer for example that goes on a chip so it is um it it, it has the benefits there of uh, size weight and power consumption as was mentioned earlier so you move from discrete optical solutions to a same or similar type of a solution but then uh, on a chip so this is the differentiation we make between uh, uh, photonics and and optics but in general, uh, I think within uh, within epic uh, you, you you take it broader and you take those those two uh, together, right? I, I thought you were going to say something, Alan uh,
3: <laughs> no, I want to <laughs> unmute myself. I had some troubles. my battery was almost empty so uh, so we need photonics in the iPhones <laughs> <laughs> for,
0: for <efficiency. laughs>
3: It's Pardon. a very cute
1: joke that I have. it's about ten years ago, you know. It's not, it's, 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 it was almost like it, about 10 years ago. And it's, it's that the IMEC technology forum, IMEC is a research center, it's a world leading microelectronics research center. And they organize this fantastic conference because they work with all of the big chip makers, all of the big names. It's a very impressive conference. It's in Brussels. And you've got all the big guys with the software and all of these guys, you know, and, 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 um, and and the guys who makes the phone, he goes, it's a, it's a Japanese gentleman in a very respectful way, you know, but he goes like, "You, you who make these batteries because we've shrinked everything, but you with the batteries, what, what have you been doing? you know because the whole phone is just a battery, you're like, yes, we wish, <laughs> we wish to see the same more slow performance of that. And this is also something that we're missing in photonics because it's so broad. We don't have a more slow, I believe.
0: Yeah. So, so this is uh, if I would if I would look what you what we just discussed, etc. Is that we we have a broad variation on application where you combine electronics and photonics. Only we know the solutions. We don't know that actually photonics is. One of the main technologies applied there um so it's not so much important uh, that photonics is used there except for getting the market know better that actually photonics is used there because their job openings but other than that, that it's much more about which problem you're solving on the front is it uh, sustainability is it uh, better cutting is it better um uh, diagnostics is it so, so there, it's all about which problem you're uh, solving on the market side and whether you're applying a combination of photonics and electronics or photonics alone. That's not the question, really.
1: So if you describe our problems, like, you know, oh, uh, well, look, right now, you know, we, we need a better bandwidth, you know, because we have a little bit of a lag. Well, that's, that's going to, photonics is going to help for that. I've got a lousy Lousy lighting. I'm sorry for that. I shouldn't have that. But, you know, lighting would probably help me to have that. Uh, on the energy side, you know, I won't want to be dependent on the grid. Maybe I would like to now be in the forest, disconnected. You have the solar panels for that. Uh, for for a lot of the things. Uh, and again, if you just took on uh, my daily life, you can just take that. You know, in, in the next hour, you know, I'm going to go downstairs and eat. Maybe I'm allergic. You know, uh, somebody brought some food. If I could use my phone to scan, are there any allergic or or nuts in there that I could not eat or something like that. Um, I I sorry, I said it before. How do we bring, how do we get people to express what their desires of what they wish for companies or people? And how do you bring them to the right people who say, like, you know, there is something out there? So when I joined Epic uh, 10 years ago, I thought that LinkedIn, I started with LinkedIn, I thought like that's gonna be fantastic because you know, everybody's there. If everybody, there is somebody out there who has the solution for your Problem, you know, and actually, you probably have the answer for somebody else' problem. So I thought, like, it's fantastic. People are going to be putting the question, and somebody's going to answer that. I thought, like, fantastic. To in terms of moving forward, well, between the companies who don't want to talk about their problems because that makes them look bad, and between the companies who don't put their technology roadmap where they're going because that's competitive and secretive, how do you bring the two together? And this is when I started to like. Well, the only way to do that is to bring people together and have them have a beer and talk in private and step by step open up. So I think that is also one of the challenges is that we do not have these technology roadmaps where we can openly talk about problems and roadmaps. So we we still rely very much on, on the private talking and getting to know the people and trust, which is fantastic at the human level. But in terms of efficiency, it would be so much easier to just put it out there what your problem is. We visit companies who tell us their problems and people trust us for our confidentiality. The confidentiality and trust is at the heart of what we do. We visit other companies who, who have the solution internally. They already do it. And they know that the world is looking for it They don't care. They don't tell. It's ridiculous, the situation, you know? But that is, I, I wish there was a better way to, to exchange that, that information.
0: So we need more trust between people it's and help business. each other out.
1: I don't think it's about the people. And you can see this very much in uh, in the scientific world. You know, they collaborate much more in everything that has to do with uh, environment, health and safety. The mindset is collaboration. But business is about competition and uh, and that's being first. And in that sense, uh, you, you can only open up step by step. I'm gonna tell you something and you say a little bit more and we go like, and that's how we kind of you know what we should work on a common project together that's how it usually evolves
0: but yes we need to meet for that guys you wouldn't believe it but actually the time went much faster than (laughs) than you would expect so uh, we've entered the last uh, fifty minutes. I would like for you to have the final thoughts on, on on photonics for business, and then if there are any questions from our attendees, we can uh, we can answer them.
3: Yeah, final thoughts. In my opinion, the the biggest uh, issue is 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 also there is a lack of funding to get all the uh, applications to the markets, and uh, the biggest challenge is it's it's uh, take years before companies or new startups. Get, uh, cash flow positive uh, can even be, I think one of our companies, I think they had the first eight years, no single revenue. and But we had to raise six rounds. We had to raise six times, new corporates, new investors coming in, uh, just showing the results, just showing the progress. And and in the end, this company succeeded. But I see also lots of other photonics uh, inventions struggling with funding. And I think I made three years ago on one of the epic events in Berlin the joke as uh, just like like the European Union, if you put money in every. Photonics startup, It will, in the end, it will pay off because in the end, in efforts, you will make some money, but then you have to to back them all, you know? And now there is also lack of um, experience. Lots of VCs have no idea uh, where to put in the money. And the VCs, which understand that most those of those funds are too small, so I think uh, the challenge can only be solved by, by real specialists and also by backing by the government, but also probably back everyone because that's how we can make the change. And uh, we still have a leading position in Europe, but there is much more money available in the other two continents. So um, we have to be aware on that, that we can only uh, make it happen and, and, and be one of the leaders uh, if there is enough funding available but the talent is there we have really great people in all the universities all over Europe in Italy in the Netherlands Germany everywhere it's it's fantastic people and phd's but yeah that's just a starting point and bringing it to the market you really need a lot of money
2: yes and we have the luxury now that we have a new horizon europe program that is launched that is so we can apply for for new initiatives uh, but on the other end I also see uh, and, and we have of course the epic online technology meetings which is open for I think everybody so to, to look at and that is where you meet the people and I think I agree with Carlos that there's many opportunities there and we and the, and the pie of photonics will be growing but uh, we don't have to to battle for a piece we have to just keep growing together and uh, this is what we what we see I mean we, we look at different technologies different solutions different competing technologies technologies, technologies, different competing platforms even. I mean, in Europe, we are very well organized Anyone who has an ID that is maybe related to photonics can go to uh, the Photon Hub or to EPIC directly. There's 30, uh, 53 uh, companies uh, engaged in that European project, which is just kicked off per January. So if you have an ID, you want the prototype manufacture, go to Photon Hub or EPIC and uh, discuss your ID. And uh, there will be funding for that. And uh, yeah, so, and also on the regional, uh, uh, and the national uh, level of course uh, so we have uh, photonics nl in the netherlands uh, association we have photon delta for integrated photonics so locally and and regionally and european wise we are i think very well organized it's just for people to find us
1: yes i think that one of the strengths of europe you know i travel a lot globally i think it's the collaboration spirit and i think that's i think that really the european commission this collaborative research funding has really helped for that we are used to work together to apply Uh, sometimes we win sometimes we lose but we keep that collaborative mindset which is not necessarily globally the case i think that is one of our strengths in terms of of scientific uh, excellence, I think we're really good in that. I have no 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 not, no worries. We're really good at that. Entrepreneurs, we have a new wave of entrepreneurs. You can see it in our membership. We have a new wave of all 35-year-old uh, men and women who are joining, and, and uh, that that's that's great. That's great. In terms of convincing the the investment community, I think we will get there because um, I actually I have now the answer. Uh, if people is ask me like, is it a good deal to invest in photonics? And now we have finally the answer. I can show them this curve, which is uh, this uh, uh, 70 publicly listed companies. And you can see if you had invested a thousand euros uh, six years ago, you would have uh, 3000 euros today. So it's a 25% uh, growth uh, year after year. Uh, So at least now I'm asked, is it a good business? I say, well, listen, this is how it compares to other industries.
3: So this is. Yeah, sorry, to interrupt, but this is just the beginning. It is 25% per year the last 10 years, but the next 10 years it will even double. It will be like crazy because now the revenues are just still starting and then you see the real potential. So we should consider investing in
0: photonics as investing in Bitcoin in 2009. <laughs> <Yeah, that's laughs> something like that, yeah. I
1: wouldn't go for the Bitcoin, uh, but let me show you an example of, uh, of the photonics... Um, Something uh, the the semiconductor index something where is it just just give me a second I'm looking at that chart with in
2: between just yeah so 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 suppose we can we can uh, with with a thousand times less energy do Bitcoin mining then the Bitcoin will drop significantly or not. <laughs> 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 well it will be mine for
0: much 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 faster so I don't think they will run dry indeed hey guys uh, while, while Carlos is looking uh, I, I, I don't have... find it but it is not matter
1: but I, I, my point was going to show that if you look at the semiconductor index indeed, it was been flat for, for, for 20 years and only in the last 5 years it starts coming up and the question is how will that continue but I say photonics is right at the beginning so indeed I think it's going to grow more but the main point I wanted to make was about, I think what is really important is that we talk to these end users. I find our industry extremely inside. You studied photonics, you stay, you go in this photonics community, you're part of Epic, you go to some exhibitions. Which exhibitions do you go? Photonics West, there's a world of photonics. We stay in our bubble. And and I wish that we would be much more proactive going out, just like business development people, go out to these user shows, you know, these potential users. Do you go to these shows? So. And I'm afraid that very much we stay in our bubble, and they don't come to us because they are in their bubble, and uh, and and we should be proactive. So when, in our membership targets, you know, we we are, we have 700 members. We want to get more of these integrators. And just to be clear, our members make small stuff. You know, the integrator is a guy who's going to put it into something he can sell to a car maker, to Audi, or to a space satellite company. We have to proactively. We have to proactively engage them. They will come to us someday. They will find out about us someday, you know, but we can accelerate that process by all of us proactively engaging end users, integrators, listening to their business, listening to their technologies. What is is their roadmap? And to find out like, Hmm. Is there a connection here with photonics that could help you? So that would be my my biggest plea is that we engage more with the user community.
0: Oh, well, th- thank you guys for the for the final thoughts. I think that's very clarifying. So there is some some marketing and uh, 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 marketing from the con- consumer side to understand what their needs exactly that is really needed. Um, uh, we're entering, we have a few more minutes, but uh, we have one question here. And I think um, from the technical side, Paul will be easily. Uh, uh, if, which part of the light spectrum is mostly used in photonics? I have no clue.
2: <laughs> You have no clue. Well, um, this is also related to the material that we use in a fiber. So, if you have an optical fiber, typically it is called the C band. It is a 1550-50 nanometer. It is uh, infrared uh, light that is used for telecom. Uh, just because the material is is, is is has very low loss, so you can uh, you can put the signal very far away. So it is uh, uh, so that is a common. Uh, what we call wavelength, so what you would like to have you always want to have something that is matching to that to that uh, color. Our platform that we use uh, silicon nitride is visible for for is, is transparent for visible light and infrared up to two and a half microns, so that is very broad, so we can make uh, spectrometers and 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 also telecom solutions for for that so it, it the material properties define also your application if you go to different materials you can go in the far infrared light for 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 all kind of sensor applications but uh, yeah uh, the most used in communication is the 1550 around 1550 and there's also a preferred band around 1300 for for lower uh, for for uh, the smaller distances if that's this is answered.
1: why this is why i love to go to meetings with paul because we complement each other so well i did not even understand the question <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: right. Uh, so the from chart, that, I found the chart that I wanted to show. Look, this is the semiconductor industry, yeah. and I say we follow the semiconductor industry. Look, it's been, and we know how chips have found its way in everything, you know, into the washing machines and the coffee machine and everywhere. But look at the stock market. Again, the stock market as a reflection of the business. You know, I'm not saying it is, but, you know, just let's take that because it's measurable. It only started five years ago that it really peaked like this, you know, this is the value, you know, you had $1,000, now became 3000 in the last five years. And I think that this is exactly the thing for Photonics, but as Alain said, it's just the beginning. This is not like the end of something that started 50 years ago. This, this business, it started five years ago. So it's a great time to get interested into Photonics, whether you're for a career, for an investment, for a company's coding technology, Photonics is the future.
0: Thank you for the stock advice, Carlos. <laughs> Actually, I have an consultant and a lawyer, and he told me I'm not allowed to give any advice. I don't do that. <laughs> okay, it wasn't advice. He was just pointing out that's a very, we're at the early breakthrough of the technology.
3: Well, but you can buy all stocks available. That's the option as well, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good one
3: so i don't see any question
0: uh, coming in from the attendees uh the one on the spectrum was the last one um so guys i would really like to thank you for your time and elaboration on photonics on business and where are we going to uh i wish you all uh, a great weekend and then, until next time and hope to hear much much more on um, on the applications.
1: Thank you for organizing. Have a great
0: weekend, everybody. Bye. Thank <laughs> you. Have a great finish. weekend, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening, dear ladies and gentlemen. This was the eighth episode of Digital Business Disruptors, Photonics for Business. In the ninth episode, we're going to focus on data for business. On the 30th of May at 4 p.m. Central European Summertime, we're going to discuss the real business value of data and distinguish the hype from reality in case you haven't registered yet you can do so on our website www.digitalsavages.eu for now this was digital business disruptors brought to you by digital savages with your host amir sabirovich stay safe and healthy and until next time